Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 59 of the F Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can check out the audio version also which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now, we're almost at 700 subscribers now on our brand new YouTube channel. So go and subscribe. Like that smash button and all that jazz so you don't miss any future episodes of the show when we go live. If you're new to the show, let me introduce you to the team. First up, this guy's spending most of the time of his week on Gorn Hub this week. <laughs> <laughs> It's of course Rowdy. How you doing, man? You're all right. I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Yeah, I uh, extended my subscription to to Gornop once again, as uh, many of my <laughs> subscribers do as well. And uh, every once in a while, <laughs> so we need to make sure that they get some pleasure, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're okay. You're good. I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you yourself? Yeah, I'm good, dude. I'm good. Are you coming down with the virus that everyone else has got in this little group? I'm a superhero, dude. I don't get sick. <laughs> you don't get sick. <laughs> yeah, I reckon Zim's like the outbreak monkey. He's the one that just spreads it to everyone else, you know. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> but next up, fresh from the VR Awards in London this week, it's of course Nathy. How are you doing on this fine Saturday evening? I'm I'm doing uh, cool, yeah. Um, maybe I should also get a uh, Garnhub subscription for, for this lonely weekend. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, I don't know how much it is. <laughs> Do you have any discount codes, Rowdy? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can get you some. I can get you some. Nice. Like I can hook you up. Nice. Great. You pay for two months and you get uh, one month free. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. That's a sweet deal right there. <laughs> All the gone you could possibly ever need. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. So finally, he loves nothing more than to jet around islands on his hoverboard. In VR, of course. It's a legendary Twitch streamer, ZimTalk5. How you doing? Dude, you're right. Very, very good. I'm glad you picked up on uh, Jet Island. The funniest thing about Jet Island is, and this happens to me too often than not, because you guys are all racing to the front line to be the first to YouTube to get your video up. Uh, I'm not that way at all. And and so Jet Island's key has been sitting in my inbox for about seven months or something like that. It's been a long time. Dev like dropped the key. I'm like, all right, I'll go play this. I play it, and then like I, I play it through the Steam version. And then I exit out and I go over. I'm like, well, what are we going to play next? Go to Oculus Home. Boom. Jet Island's like the first thing at the top of the page. I'm like, well, that was topical and timely. But yeah, it wasn't timed at all with that. Um, interesting game. I will actually talk about it a little bit later because I think as a concept, Jet Island uh, offers quite a bit. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit ill uh, and I'm in the middle of of um, nuking my computer. So. Yeah. It's 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 have been a bad boy and it needs to uh, it needs a little bit of a, a reformat. So uh, it's it's getting that. It's that painful time of every sort of PC owner's life that they have to reformat their PC, and it's just such a painful procedure. <laughs> I've never had five hundred plus games installed on my machine that I am nuking in one go, and this wow. time I am. Between Oculus Home, a variety of other launcher games, including thankfully Fortnite, uh, there that is one of the five hundred plus that are going in this in this run. Most of them are dead. I've got maybe another thirty or so to kill off, but the it's, culling is, has has begun. The culling, the purge. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you're all okay. Uh, if you're new to the show, uh, I'm Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Accounting Plus. Do you want to be verbally abused in VR? Well, now you can. We have the perfect game for you. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Vive Focus updates. HTC are updating the Focus with two Six Degrees of Freedom controllers. Mm. But will this be the comp- will this be competition for the uh, Oculus Quest? Well, stay tuned to find out. And then we'll be rounding up the show with the Steam VR motion smoothing. Uh, we discuss how Valve's equivalent to a synchronous space warp is going to be giving users a more smooth experience in virtual reality. So first, let's find out what everyone's been playing and their highlight of the week this week. And of course, let's kick it over to Rowdy first. What have you been up to, dude? Yeah, you, you said it, right? You know, <laughs> I, I, I dive back into like some of like the older games that I've uh, that I've played before. Uh, they've done really well on the channel as well. I've I've uh, I've dove back into Gornhop um, to Gornhop to, <laughs> <laughs> to go into what has changed uh, in, in the past couple of times. And I actually said like a lot of stuff has changed. It's still one of the, of, you know, I, I think one of the go-to titles to go to in uh, in virtual reality, just because it's so insanely fun and so interactive and it really portrays very well what virtual reality besides Gornhub of course is all about uh so uh no that, that was the game that I dove back into I dove into like some older titles as well like uh, I dove back into crazy fishing which I did like some live streams on uh, uh, a while back which was a quite a quite fun game back then uh not that much has changed there but um yeah, Gorn, Gorn was for me like the the title. I think I played the the most uh, this uh, this past week, uh, trying out so, some some champions and trying out some like new weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say actually because they've updated that game so much since I played it the first time. I have no idea what is going on in that game anymore because they've got like pinata mode, all these yeah. different weapons. They've got, got crabs now apparently. Yeah, um, the thing I try, I haven't gone into the crabs yet. Uh, that is still something that I, I, I kind of need to do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't laugh at that again, Sam. Lads, come on, Gorn Hub crabs. Can we just please out <laughs> yeah. of the gutter for a minute? Uh, what I did do is uh, the badgers. The badgers are in there as well. Uh, they're quite fun. So crabs, badgers, Gorn. It's got everything. I, I didn't even know that Gorn had badgers. Yeah, yeah, they they like jump oh, at does. you and they try to eat your face. Oh wow, wow! Yeah. And and you were saying that the uh, the pin, the pinata mode before we dropped the stream was mm. it was for uh, streamers and YouTubers that want to create videos of Gorn but yeah. don't want to get demonetized. So exactly. it should be called like the the monetization update or something it, like that. It, it, it kind of was like that because a lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, I'm not gonna play any Gorn anymore because you know I can't monetize my videos. So you know, is there any other way that we can work around this since YouTube huh. is demonetizing everything? Even though it was kind of like, um, you know, it's all like parody. You know, it's not really a gladiator simulator. It's just like pure fun. Um, yeah. So it, it did make sense in that perspective to like go and get uh, like a low violence mode. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, cool. Well, let's kick it over to Nathy then and find out what you've been up to this week. Hopefully you don't crash the system either with your exciting news. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Should I should I tell you or not? Like I don't, I don't know. I'm scared I don't now. ruin the stream. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I, um, I jumped into uh, Is Anna Okay by the BBC and uh, Artman. And um, this is a interactive short film, I would say, um, that is about brain injury. So oh. there are um, two characters in this in this animation, uh, Anna and Lauren. They are twin sisters. One of the uh, sisters uh, 
has an accident, so she, you know, um, damages her brain, and the other sister is totally fine, but they are on a different level suddenly, and they try to understand each other. And uh, uh, the cool thing about this experience is that you uh, dive into the story of Lauren, who um, watches from the outside what is happening to her sister, and then you can also uh, jump into the story of Lauren, uh, or Lauren, sorry, did I already say Lauren? Lauren, Lauren, or Lauren. I think you get Lauren, three options Lauren. in the game. There's three Laurens, and you get to try all three of the Laurens. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, there are two characters, Lauren and Anna, um, and Anna is the other sister. Okay, right. yeah, sorry. You got it. You are confused. No, wait, so what I'm trying brain to injury. Here, after I got so confused after <laughs> this crash, it's, you can jump into the story of Lauren and Anna, okay? And, uh, uh, both of them tell a different story, and uh, they are also telling their story from a different perspective. So um, one uh, uh, sister is telling it from a seated perspective, and the other from a standing perspective. And uh, it's it's so so cool to see how they you know connect these stories together. Because if you watch them both, you kind of get the idea of how it must be to well be someone with a brain injury and someone. Who's trying to understand how that is? So yeah. that's that's kind of what what it's all about. Yeah, it's really interesting that a lot of these um, TV companies, you know, the BBC did it with the, uh, the you know the, the Lancaster bomber experience, the Berlin Blitz experience. Yeah. Channel yeah. Four did it about the Grenfell Tower. Yeah. Uh, then you, you know you've had other sort of little movie experiences as well. We had the Great Sea this week as well. I know which is a bit different, but. There's a, a lot more people getting involved now in yeah. terms of using VR as a medium to tell stories, True. which is great. It is great. Oh, yeah, it's really great. I thought it was good. Did you uh, did you play it Lauren first and a second then, Nathan? Um, I think I uh, played Lauren first. Yeah, yeah. because I had a standing other... setup going on, so I I wasn't I was surprised I had to play it seated two after that. So I kind of had to switch it up. Yeah. Um, it's the first yeah. game that I've come across where you've got it's not it's not even like asked of you 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 kind of do seated and you do standing i can't even think of another oh um there is one uh, la noire where you need to drive the car and yeah. oh, you get it yes. and uh, then then you need to stand again so there are there are a few where you have to do that yeah but it's like Doing it's that odd. live, doing that live is so funny because you basically you end up you're standing, you're doing all that exactly. stuff, and then I, I wheel um, my chair over, I sit down and I pretend like I'm driving, <laughs> and then you do it again, like and for every every transition. Oh well, I was God. I was just driving like this, like I was standing, playing like this, and then <laughs> or crouching yeah, into yeah. position, like yeah. just faking like you are playing it seated. It's so strange to play it that way, man. But uh, yeah, it's it's free, so if you want to check it out, it's an Oculus home and uh yeah it's it's great i mean uh, bbc is doing uh, a very very good job i mean uh they had the lancaster uh, bomber experience they had many before that one where you sit on a boat with refugees going to europe you know trying to uh get from one place to another um so yeah there are a lot of like bbc things uh you should check out there is one that i also like very much one of my favorites from the bbc called oogie <laughs> okay it's about what a beetle uh, and uh, you follow this beetle on a dangerous so adventure through africa and yeah. uh, the beetle is telling all kinds of stories you meet other animals and yeah it's about oogie trying to find his girlfriend uh, it's it's really cute so if you haven't checked it out uh go for it my it's daughter great. likes that one 
And yeah. It's awesome. It's I think awesome. we. I think it's on the go because uh, we ran across it on the go, and I was. Oh, like, you can also play it on the Rift. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, it's neat. That's neat. Cool. So, what about you, Zim? What have you been up to this week? A uh, whole bunch of different things. Uh, is is OK is actually one of the ones that I, I I thought was a highlight of the week as well. Um, and I'll just add one thing that on the outro, they should have had a good groovy beat going. And are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, and, uh, you know, and, and done the full oh, song. God. They could have really done a good job there. I, first oh, thought, I, I have to admit, I, the first time I saw that title, I was like, "Oh, cool! They might they made like a Michael Jackson experience," and it's totally not God. like that at all. Yeah. Like. Rowdy yeah. left disappointed. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only dude who works with brain stuff, right? I'm the one to leave disappointed after a game like that. Yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, so I think you mentioned at the beginning, uh, Mike, I, I tried Jet Island, which was interesting mm. because for me, it turned on a piece of my brain that now wants a Tony Hawk VR experience. So for those who haven't... Um, ever played Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk games are a skateboarding game. And uh, certainly for those who are a teenager around the same time I was, it was such a big thing. And like people got into skateboarding because of that game. Like it was, it was was literally like a one-to-one relationship. It's like that game comes out, 50,000 skateboards are sold in the, you know, in in the towns around Missouri. Like that's just the way that game went. And um, I'd love to see all the kind of sub game elements, not just skateboarding, but like the whole idea in that where you, you link together different letters uh, that you're boarding around because like you could really do something like that and actually Jet Island was the first game although it's a very rough game and I, I certainly don't recommend uh, the title I don't think it's it, it's probably got much there for most people the concept is really cool and mm. the fact that you've got a power board that you throw down almost like back to the future style and then you you can control you know how you're doing and like fly into the air on on different loop-de-loops and stuff like that and then there's this massive island that you can kind of uh play around with and you've also got grappling hooks which is probably the coolest part because once you've got the board it's kind of a little bit like point and shoot once you've got the grappling hooks sorted a bit like windlands you can imagine you've got that fulcrum point and then you can kind of spin the board and do all kinds of tricks then and wow. the the cool part about it which i'd love to try at some point is that it's multiplayer it's like open world multiplayer so you can you know, fly around with your friends i think that would make for a fun evening i just think that it's probably going to be underpopulated and uh, you know, not not receive the kind of attention that it it could have otherwise gotten. But the the idea is really sound. So I you know how that. I would like to play this game with those rocket shoes I backed a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> you got them yet? Oh man, rocket shoes! <laughs> no. Think if you were no, in a I warehouse. Back them. That's a joke. But uh, oh. like Tony Hawk and VR, I, I like that idea. I would love to play that third person. Honestly, uh, yeah. that would be a nice format to do it. And it's and, and I mean Tony Hawk the, the the later Tony Hawk games were open world too so yeah yeah very large levels you know um, like- the only thing that the other thing that I would just mention is is, is probably Fallout Four because I've I've been dipping back into that and the thing is some of those Bethesda games like particularly Skyrim and Fallout it's just they just swallow you I mean oh, they're yeah, so sure. like and it's weird but for me like remembering the button mapping takes about two and a half hours of gelling mm-hmm. time. And then after that point, it's like, hot damn, this is awesome. And then you're like into it. And I just want to play all weekend. You know, I wish I had the free time to do that. But I'm looking forward to seeing that change, though. Like that virtual reality becomes so intuitive that you can like just like, oh, you know, this is how this works. This is how that works. I, I gave that as like one of like the, the negative things about like Fallout and, and Skyrim because a lot of them is like, you know, bottom controls and you can't like manually reload. But I would really like to see those kind of things get like, 
Im get implemented more and more into virtual reality games. It's just like how you would load a gun or how you would like swipe a, like with a sword or a pick up mm -hmm. stuff in a game. Like to see yeah. those kind of things like intuitive, that'd be really cool. That'd be really nice. Yeah. yeah. So with the Jet Island, because I think it had an unfortunate launch in that it launched after or around about the same time that Winlands 2 launched, right? Whereas I think oh, if, if, it had launched, yeah. if it had launched a lot earlier, I think it would have had at least a window where people were waiting for Winlands 2 and sort of decided to check it out in the meantime. Cause That's do, a very do good they, point. Do they compare, like, in terms of games? Are they very similar or do they feel completely different? No, I mean, the now there, there are meant to be bosses and things like that. I didn't manage to find them. I played for about know, 40 minutes or something. Um but I would say they're totally different types of games. Mm -hmm. um, so th there are games like Windlands, like, was it To the Top? No, yeah. not To the Top. Uh, it's like a parkour yeah, game. Yeah, I would say that's that like, a, yeah. like... It's not too far. Game. There's another one, though, that's um, very similar styling to Windlands. I'm, I'm not remembering the name right now. Climby? But Climby? No. Not the climb, no. not the climb or climby. Um, it's another one that, that feels almost very. Um, there's like lots of stone and lots of overgrowth. But anyway, well, I'll remember it later and I'll maybe climb. drop it in chat or something. It's more of a it's more of a level based game, um, like Daedalus, but on on Rift. Um, but I I really think that you're right, Mike. If this had launched now, I don't know if it launched on Steam earlier. As I said, I had an access code for months. Um, just hadn't had a the saying chance to check it out. Is that it? Cloudborn, yeah. the winner. There, uh, hey. oh, good, good suggestion. Good suggestion. Hey, Cloudborn. Yeah, Cloudborn is like that. that if you if you didn't get enough of original Windlands or Windlands Two, and you want another game that's kind of in the same arena, I'd say Cloudborn's you know pretty good and will whet your appetite. Mm -hmm. But no, this is this is very much like it's a, it's like a skiing or a snowboarding game. It honestly feels like very early um, DK one DK two days when you right. did it like a tech demo and you had skiing games or boarding games and not much under the skin. I'd be really interested in people in chat who've done multiple hours in the game and have, have actually gone against the boss or whatever, because mm -hmm. to me it felt very much like here's an open playing area and not much to do. Right. There wasn't really any objectives yeah. or things to do. Yeah. There was, it was like going to a skate park on your own. Well, it's funny that you mentioned this because Les says that Jet Island needs more collectibles challenges to keep people interested while they are learning. Yeah, fair mm. enough. I think that's a, a lot of the feedback that I've read and heard about the game as well. Um, but yeah, I think launching in the same window as Winlands 2 was just that game's downfall, really, ultimately. Um, but this week I got to play a couple of games I want to mention just very quickly. Uh, first is Astrobot. Uh, I, I, I just dedicated two days to just play it to completion. So I finished it over two days and I absolutely loved it. Like I, I adored it as, as a game. I thought it was, it was really great. It's one of the standout games. I think it's the best PSVR game I've played. Um, and it's definitely the best VR platformer that I've played shortly wow. followed by Moss. Like I think Moss is a very close around still though. I still like um, Moss better. Moss has uh, a more uh, likable character, I would say. Like Quill is just adorable. Like you know that you you really build that connection with her. Uh, mm. And Astro is really fun. Like don't get me wrong, he's an amazingly animated character as well. But uh, you feel more of a connection with Quill because it's just you and her. Whereas with Astro, you've got all these little robot buddies around him as well. Yeah, and, and the story um, as well. Like the storyline yeah. in uh, in Moss is a bit more developed, I think, than an Astrobot. Yeah, but Astrobot has just that kind of real fun. Mario 64 mm. fun 
mechanic sure. about it. You know, it's so fun. Every level feels very different. Uh, the mechanics change from level to level as well. They really mix things up. Uh, you know, from one moment you can be on a beach and then you're going underwater and then you're swimming. And, and, yeah, and that was really great. It's uh, like and the final boss said, battles uh, were really great too. It's like we said about like Mario uh, Odyssey as well. Like, you know, the levels itself are like kind of like characters in a way. Mm. And I had that feeling with Astrobot as well. Like the levels are just as much of, an, of a character as that, uh, as that you are, as that uh, Astrobot is. So yeah, yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. So, so that's Astrobot. And like, we all know that Astrobot's a great game. So I thought <laughs> I'd talk about Evasion because I think a lot of people were interested in about my thoughts on Evasion. Um, <laughs> Because Evasion kind of released and, you know, it was touted to be one of the the shooters of like, you know, the end of the summer. Everyone was quite excited about it. It's quite an expensive title as well because it was like $40. Uh, so there was like high expectations out of this one. You know, you could play it solo or you could play it co-op. It was like a sci-fi shooter, you know, described as like kind of bullet hell, which was very exciting for a lot of people. And it had these kind of classes as well of characters, which kind of got me interested because I thought, oh, this might be like a bit like Overwatch. You know, you've got these different classes of character that you need to rely on and, and, and form as a, as a team to work together to sort of complete these levels. Mm. Um, but that's just not really the case. It's, it's not really a bullet hell shooter and it's not really a class-based shooter either. Uh, it's just basically a shooter where you've got a single weapon each, even though you've got four classes, they've all got one single weapon, um, which don't feel very different uh, mm. uh, between them. And they've all got a shield. So the idea is that you use cover and the shield to you know, uh, protect you from the incoming fire. Uh, so it's not really like a bullet hell game where the bullets are so slow that you can physically dodge them, just like in Space Pirate Trainer or um, what's the other one? Blasters of the Universe, for example. Mm. It's not like that. Mm. Um, also, like, although I had an open game that other people could join freely, uh, drop in and drop out co-op, uh, no one ever joined throughout the whole five hours I played the game. And then when I was looking for other players as well, proactively, I couldn't find anyone else playing the game either. And that was like maybe the day or two days after release. Uh, so that was kind of a bit concerning. Bad side. But- uh, despite the fact that I didn't particularly like it, I didn't r- rate it and I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, there was some fun mechanics like the, the leash, the tether leash mechanic, which is kind of like a, you have a shield, but it doubles as a tether leash. So you can actually like leash onto enemies when they're low in health and like throw them around in the air. Kind of reminded me of that old uh, pancake game from Epic Games called uh, Bullet Storm. I don't know if you ever remember that uh... game, but you could actually leash onto enemies, pull them towards you and yeah. then punch them. That was a, quite a vulgar game, if I remember correctly. Oh, very, very, yeah. yeah. Very in the vein of, like, you know, Epic's games, kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of uh, gameplay. But it was fun. So that was kind of a nice mechanic, but it's not nice enough to redeem everything else about the game that I didn't enjoy. So, yeah. um, you know, if you're in, the, if you're in uh, the market for a co-op game, I would say check out Killing Floor Incursion. You know, me and Nathy played that again not too long ago, and we really enjoyed that one. Uh, and then if you're into bullet hell games, then check out like Space Pirate Trainer. But uh, I wouldn't recommend you jump into this one. Okay. I was going to say, De- Dead Effect 2 VR is a fantastic co-op game if you're looking for kind of like a, a two or three player title. I think that one's really, really solid. And also uh, uh, Bullet Hell. Yeah. When you say Bullet Hell, um, Zion, which I also dipped into this week. Ah. is actually probably one of the first proper bullet hell games I've seen in VR, which is really weird. A 3D printed landscape is approaching you and you hold a ship like this, kind of like that early uh, The Lab demo where you right. held a spaceship. And as that's coming at you, you you shoot at it. Uh, but the, the terrain is destructible. There's tanks and stuff like that. So, But it's very rare that we get a VR bullet hell shooter. You know? I just thought of another one, actually, and that's a uh, compound uh, compounds uh, bullet hell as well, I think, isn't it? 
you can actually that one. You physically dodge the bullets. Although it's kind of retro looking like Wolfenstein. It's, yeah, it's like very retro. You, yeah. you have to dodge the bullets physically, I think. And they're slow enough to actually do it, which is the point. But uh, I, I wonder, though, if, if you buy a VR game and then after two, three days, you find out that the servers are like pretty much empty. Is, is, is that an indication for you to refund or is it something you would like uh, you, you have to kind of uh, support the game and just wait and be more patient? Because I saw someone discussing this and saying like, yeah, I see a lot of people refunding the game after a few days, and 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 I just wait until it grows more. But yeah, I don't. If, if there's no one joining, and there's like a whole story around this game of like don't buy it, um, then it's not gonna work. So mm-hmm. I really wonder how, what kind of indication do you even need mm-hmm. to you know get? Well, I think I think with Evasion, it was originally touted as a four-player co-op game, and then on release on both PSVR and PCVR, it ended up being a two-player co-op game. Yeah. Um, so really, I, I would only say that if you have a dedicated friend that you always play with, you always buy the same games together, then sure, yeah. maybe check it out because you might have fun with this one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, because although I played it solo, I, I could play it all fine, solo on my own up until the final boss, and then I just yeah. couldn't fight the final boss alone. Yeah. Um, so if you have that dynamic with another friend, then yeah, maybe go for it. But other yeah. than that, I can't say. I, I think it's very good that we now see a lot of games that do have multiplayer but it's more like a co-op adventure instead of a deathmatch thing or where it's like 6v6 and doesn't work but if you have like kind of story attached to it mm-hmm. um, it still has some value you know so yeah you're right I think playing with friends is the best way like, to do uh, it like Seeking Dawn well I, I, I have <laughs> Seeking Dawn I, I, have, I have one tip for people this is what I always do if, if I want to know if a game has a player base or not I or go to Steam Spy to see, you know, how much players are still coming back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, SteamSpy.com, it's a website where you can see stats of every game and how active it is. Or even easier, you go to the discussion page on Steam of this particular game you want to buy. And usually people are asking, does anyone play this game? Is anyone, there's no one online or I can't find anyone. If you see those kind of discussions going on, you know enough and then you know you should maybe skip it. Although one thing I do want to mention is, and I've seen this more so with VR games than any other, and that's that people tend to gravitate towards discords uh, of, of the game developers, and they that's, tend to find yeah. other players there if you're really that committed. Um, so you could do that is another option. Yeah, but then still, that, like, I, way, I've seen games where they, you know, they have like a big discard, and then even after two, three weeks... It's mm. it's completely dying out, and people are still on this Discord because they don't leave any discards they ever joined, uh, but they don't <laughs> play the games anymore. So I, yeah. it's a very tricky thing. I, I wish there was a more of a guide to this where it's mm-hmm. easier to really know what you want to buy. I mean, we all know Onward, uh, Lone Echo, those kind of games, but the indies out there that are more hidden, mm. it's so hard to even like recommend multiplayer wise. And, and just to echo on Nathie's question, because I think it's a really good question, and I think a lot of devs who listen to this show even uh, will will be facing this challenge, which is the question of, you know, what's the value or what's the tipping point for for us that we see for developers who make a multiplayer only game? We've we've talked about this challenge for months, right? And it, it sits out there because VR is not sensitive position where multiplayer games if you if you if you hit it on the head and you have a great multiplayer experience um you can do really well but those are far and few between or few and far between and um i i think i think like the answer that that you gave about having a friend i think that's really it provided you've got one other person 
and you can enjoy a game with, you know, refunding probably is the right option as long as you guys can get, you know, some good hours out of the game mm. because you are supporting the developers. You are mm. supporting the industry. Yeah. You know, um, I just think that if you're limited on budget, think you're, you know, do your research. That's probably yeah. the main thing, you know, if you can. I, I yeah. also, even now, I still like, because I, I kind of like a lot of developers that sometimes ask me like, you know, what kind of game would you like to see in virtual reality? And I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit biased with that as well because I don't really like playing with people that much. Um, but I usually recommend them to have some kind of like uh, entertainment in being a single player. Uh, if that is, even if that's something minimal, it's like, you know, there are bots in the game or like there is a single player storyline or something like that to all the way making a single player game. I, I think that's important, especially because we're still in like a niche market. There's a far bigger chance that the servers will be empty. And that the servers will be as full as, for example, Onward or Pavlov or any of those other like multiplayer games that are really, really popular in virtuality because nobody plays anything else. But I think it's important that if a developer really wants to make a multiplayer game, that it's still fun if you play it by yourself. Fun. Mm. Not really, really fun as with people, but fun enough to keep you yeah. going. There's there's one other point I'll just tack on there to what Rowdy said, because some developers, particularly indie developers, don't consider the running costs of maintaining servers for a mm-hmm. multiplayer game. And I've seen it so many times now. Um, there are games that I, I was really a fan of earlier in the VR days that are already dead. Um, and we've seen this in the last 10 years anyway in, in, in normal pancake gaming. Um, you know, you've got a game server sitting there for multiplayer. Once that's gone, if there's no peer-to-peer option, yeah. literally multiplayer is dead and it's been ripped out. And then you have a fan base who maybe yeah. loves the title, yeah. You can't play it together. Um, it, so. It's just like uh, Ark Park. You know, we tried to play that co-op, uh, me and Athey, and the servers were just closed. And Already. They, they, said, well, yeah. they, they said, you know, there wasn't enough interest in playing co-op, so they just shut the servers down. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shame when that happens, for sure. I actually never tried that co-op because it, it, it felt like such like a, like, a, like a fat feature to me, like not something that it was like... Yeah really like put a lot of work in but it was just like oh you know what we have co-op too like well it didn't really make a lot of sense to play that co-op honestly i was more interested in playing art park with this multiplayer feature than i think that usually multiplayer really catches the eye if people hear about the fact that it can be played online that's why the other game on there the, the other game that we played that was a real surprise was that downward spiral game. You know, like that that completely surprised me and would have been kind of a bit boring to play it on my own, but to play it together was a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. that's the only suggestion I can say. You know, if, yeah. if you've got a dedicated friend that you can always play with, then you can have fun with these games. But solo was a bit uh, lackluster for me. Got a question for you, Mike, just before we transition into quick news here. Mm-hmm. Um, because we covered the Great Sea uh, and it's by the same developer, you played Last of the Universe before. What were your yeah. thoughts on that? <laughs> I thought it was hard as nails. I literally thought it was hard as nails. Like I've never uh, been so determined to finish a single level of a game before in my life. Bearing in mind this is the first level of the game, it's so freaking difficult. And like you really have to get your combination of weapon parts right, yeah. uh, and then you really have to you really have to move around your play space to dodge these things. And I remember like trying to coach myself through the, the the final boss of the first stage like you can do this like just just focus like jesus and when i finally did it i was just like i just need to lay down for like you know a few hours now and just relax because 
this was like really intense. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was cool, but I never even dared go back for the second game because I think I tried it once and I was like, no. <laughs> did no. you actually end up beating the first level then? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I did. Good and it, that was a feat. I felt like I'd like, you know, climbed Everest or something like that. It was like a real challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's not a game for a small play space. No. Definitely not. All right. No. Cool. But Thanks. I, 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 just, I was curious because yeah. it was it was by the same people who did the Great Sea, and although I yeah. don't feel it matched in terms of pedigree, you could mm. see some graphical elements that had kind of stemmed yeah. in that direction. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because it was one that I missed years ago, and you obviously piped up about it, and I was like, you I was really curious to your, your feedback. If you have a video on that, point me to it because it sounds uh, like I fun. do, I do. But you should definitely check it out and do it on stream. Like it'll be <laughs> hilarious to watch. Um, but let's move into some quick news then and talk about STEM. Uh, the Six Sense uh, Kickstarter. I don't know if you're an OG in VR, you'll know about this. You guys know about the STEM system? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you guys know about I, it. I almost backed okay. them. I was almost one of you the did? few people who did. <laughs> did anyone back it? I'd love to know in the chat if you back this thing. Please tell me. Um, but for those of you out there that don't know what the Six Sense STEM system is, when the Oculus DK1 first launched on Kickstarter in 2012, of course, it was just a three degrees of freedom headset that was just designed for developers to get some games made. And it didn't have any controllers. So many people like me and you guys were probably looking for controller solutions. And a lot of people were experimenting with the Razer Hydras. Like I had a set of Hydras with the DK1. I remember playing <laughs> Half-Life 2 with those things. And um, the Hydras were fine. They were kind of like motion tracked, but they were all wired. So you had like a complete mess of wires completely over your desk. It was it was a bit of a nightmare, but we were so happy at that time to have that experience. <laughs> and then the thing was that the Razer Hydras were actually developed by Six Ends, uh, and it was licensed to Razer for them to sell them as the Razer Hydras. And obviously Six Ends uh saw this uh that you know hydras were selling out everywhere so they were like well we should make our own system and sell it as a first product so that's where they developed the stem system and they launched a kickstarter um so they launched a kickstarter on uh in 2013 and they got like 600,000 US dollars in backing and they were aiming to ship them in 2014 but then ultimately what happened was the Vive came out with its own controllers and then the, the Rift CV1 launched with an Xbox One controller, but the, the promise of touch controllers coming later. And STEM were like, well, we can't really compete with this. No one really wants this product anymore. So they kind of decided not to release it in the end. Um, so this week they, they actually started giving the money back to people that backed it way back in 2013. <laughs> And, and it's funny, like uh, a, a friend of the show, Bol Andreas, he was saying that he actually made money. <laughs> he, he paid it in in, in, in in his own local currency. I can't remember what it is now, but he actually made like half of it back due to the interest rates and everything else since 2013. And he got his refund uh, this week. So it's kind of funny little story, and I thought I'd throw it out there about the STEM right. system. But six cents, uh, you know, they, they've not gone under or anything like that. They're actually working on another sort of priority now. They teamed up with a healthcare company called Penumbra, and they're now developing a solution for VR healthcare applications using these kind of, uh, you know, six degrees of freedom controllers <laughs> that are very precise for like healthcare applications. So it's kind of interesting what they're doing now but it looks like we're never going to get the STEM system that we were all promised. But the key with the STEM system was that it was wireless and it also came with these modules that were little trackers, like body trackers. Yep. So you could put them on your hands and your waist and your feet 
and it would fully track you in VR, which was actually a kind of a really smart solution. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of unfortunate it never actually came to fruition. The, the funny thing is, like, especially with the video that I'm that I'm showing now, it's like all like you know the original people that were like into virtual reality. You see me like somatic bruise, like young. Yeah. Kutuluk. You have to, um, I forgot his name, like the developer from uh, uh, from from the Kata Games. Um, Anton. Yeah, Anthony? yeah, yeah. I Anthony, that's yeah. And then um, you also saw even uh, the guy. You, I don't know if you guys remember that story with the, the guy who made that sword game, but that also got cancelled e- even later on. N- Neil no. Stevenson or something he's called. I, I saw him in there as well. So it was like a lot of people that were originally like in. I, I even put money aside. Like I put money aside for like the Vive, and I put money as no. I, I put money aside for the for the Oculus back then, and I put money aside for the for the six cent stem. So it was like, I was like, you know, I can't I can't afford to buy it right now with the Kickstarter once it comes out in 2014. Yeah. I'm gonna be buying that thing, so I put money yeah. aside. But uh, eventually, I never had to use it. <laughs> Is it? Am I? Am I mistaken? I think not everyone got their money back. In terms oh, no, of, they're, they're saying that they they refunded everyone a hundred percent. They even sent some samples out to big backers um, that obviously won't have any use, but just kind of as a sentimental kind of oh, keepsake yeah. type thing. Um, but a lot of people were super interested in it. You know, I can I can see why. Uh, but it's a shame that they kind of gone this this sort of way. But it's funny you mentioned cymatic Bruce because. Uh, when I when I, I actually met him at OC5 and got to say hi to him and sort of said, you know, that he was one that kind of inspired me back in the day when he was making YouTube videos with the DK1, you know, alongside Nathy back then, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. I did see a lot of jokes about the Sixth Sense then, like back in the, back in the days, because I was like... Uh, uh, like oh, or you're the other one, or you're the other guy who bigs who backed like uh, the Razor Hydra and was still playing with them. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hydras were such a mess, but you couldn't get them for love nor money if you had a, a DK one because so many people wanted oh. them. Yeah, uh, that's the only way to play, really. Um, so yeah, that's our first bit of quick news this week. Uh, second bit of quick news is Red Matter is getting a permanent discount uh, on the Oculus Store. So last week I was talking about Twilight Path and I mentioned Red Matter that I think about this game and you know I compare it to other puzzle games that are out there. You know, it's a, it's a challenging puzzle game and it's got an intriguing story and it's got some interesting controller mechanics that are clever and intuitive and everything else. And Nathy kind of mentioned that oh, the game should be featured on the Oculus Store if it's such a great game. Lo and behold, this week, it's featured on the Oculus Store. So coincidence? Possibly. Who knows? Um, but the, the great thing is, you know, it's good for the developers, Vertical Robots. I think it's, it's a yeah. game that's worthy of being in the spotlight, you know, uh, right now. It's, it's a really cool game, and they just permanently dropped the price as well. So you can pick it up for uh, £18.99 in the UK mm. and $24.99 US dollars. So, okay. uh, so if I can make a suggestion for visuals. next week on the store, <laughs> might happen. Uh, yeah. Sing the Land Beyond uh, is also one that really deserves another spot <laughs> on the front store. You will not regret it. It's make a great it happen. Game. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I don't know if any guys in the chat have checked out Red Matter because uh, it is a good one. And it, it, it's funny because I keep on talking about it, but I, I, I need to go back and finish this game because yeah. I haven't what finished are you it. Doing? Every week you're talking about it. And I know, yeah. I, I know, know we have now, covered this yeah. one. It's, it's like the Halloween season is kind of going on. This is great in the whole Halloween vibe yeah. for sure. So I'll, so I'll make it. I'll make it my mission this week to go back and this just week, finish it. Actually, this week. This week. You know, the week I'll, is almost over. Well, but. next week. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, next week. Next, yeah, next okay. week, I'll go back and finish it, and then I can talk about it in my highlight of next week's show. You can enjoy that one. You're gonna Look finish it. I'm gonna finish it. You're gonna finish the entire game. I'm making a promise. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. 
I'm gonna do it. He doesn't know, lads, that it's a 65 hour game. (laughs) (laughs) If if I say I'm gonna do it and I say it on stream, then you guys will hold me accountable and I have to do it. And I do want to play. And if he doesn't, burgers. Burgers. Yeah, although I didn't get my burger from Eric Hartley, he he owes me a burger. (laughs) And he's in chat. He's in chat. You're in trouble, Eric. Yeah, he is. You did say that that matter is a lot of fun, so. It is. It is a lot of fun. For sure, you should just definitely check it out. If If you like Half Life, then that's definitely a game. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's everyone in the world likes Half Life. <laughs> if you yeah, like anyway, Half Life and like you haven't game played Half Life 3 yet, then yeah. try this one. <laughs> oh. So let's move on to some uh, games that are releasing uh, this week and next week. Uh, first up is War Dust. Uh, it's actually releasing today. So it launched today, Saturday, the 20th of October on Steam. And currently has 40% off for the next week. So if you're interested, you can 40% get... 40% uh, already? Yeah, as a launch discount. Yeah, so you can pick it up for okay. 11.69 in British pounds, okay, 14.99 in US Isn't dollars. Like, don't you normally do it like the other way around? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's all expensive at launch and then it exactly. drops in price after that? It's oh, early access, though. I mean, to be honest, uh, yeah. this is the same development studio behind Standout. They did the exact same thing with Standout, uh, oh. where it was like hugely, I don't know if it was 50% or 40%, but they did the same thing where it's like, get it now while it's hot, guys. And then they stepped it up was, to... Was that price. an early access title too? I'm sure it was. Standout yeah. was Is so it, janky. Oh did my they already guess. finish that one? Because they now work on question. something new. Uh, mm. And I'm like, well, are you going to work on both of them now? Or are you just going to you know, abandon yeah. this one and go to the next project? I think it's like Ark. You remember Ark and the developers behind Ark where they just kept like hopping from like thing to thing and didn't ever finish? I get that sense from these developers. I liked, again, I liked what Standout was trying to do. Um, I like what this is trying to do. And I'm sure, Mike, you're going to talk more about it, so I won't intro it. But um, it, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's definitely um, interesting, the approach they're taking. But it's it's a lot more like an agile development approach where it's like, I'm just going to develop in this box, kick it out yeah. the door. Next thing, kick it out the door, you know? Like we just said, you know, the key to getting people into your game is is doing stuff like this and having a very aggressive launch price so it's relatively cheap you know that's a good way of getting players on board especially because you're going to need 64 players in total to play a game of this because it's actually the first game that have got 64 players available to play simultaneously all at the same time 32 versus 32 on a big open map just like battlefield essentially is it Server-wise, is that even possible? Did they well, already that- fill it up so far? Because I once played Rec Room with, let's say, uh, what was it, like 25 <laughs> people, and then the whole game crashed. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is what they're planning to do. And, you know, you've got these huge maps. And I don't know whether, because I haven't tried it yet, because it literally just came out today. Some people have had early access testing it out. But, um, you know, if you jump into a game, like if you don't get players joined, does it auto-populate with bots like it does in like oh. Fox Machine A or something like that, for example? We don't know yet. Or maybe someone in the chat that's maybe played it can can let us know. Um, but like you said, it's made by the same developers that made Standout. And you can fight it out using four different classes of soldier. Uh, and you can also jump into vehicles. So you've got tanks, you've got planes and helicopters as well. Uh, but the key thing is it's got player progression. So, you know, when you do play this game, uh, you play like a match here and there. You're constantly leveling up your character to unlock yeah, weapon attachments cool. and skins and stuff like that, which I think is great. And a lot of VR games tend to leave that out. And I don't know why they do that, because it's such a satisfying loop, uh, you know, that Firewall did really well. Firewall uh, did so well. 
Yeah, and, and, and other shooters should follow suit because that was like the really the grind of Call of Duty was, you know, leveling up, getting prestige, unlocking skins, unlocking weapons and all that kind of stuff. So that's really the smart way of doing it if you're a developer of a shooter in VR. Um, but it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to checking this one out. Uh, like I say, it comes out today. Uh, it's going to be available on Steam so you can play it on Rift, HTC Vive and Windows ML headsets. And like I just said before, you know, if you're interested in playing this game and you want to look for players or the best time to play, you know, hop on the community Discord and you'll you'll find that information there and some like-minded people that you can play with. Please keep like, in mind though that it's uh, it's early access. There's early access. access. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be lots of bucks. And it's Honestly, gonna like I, from my side, I would recommend people to just wait and and kind of see what's going on in 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 that game and what's going on on the discard what the updates are going to be all about what their roadmap is because at this moment that's kind of cloudy so that's that's what i would personally do it's interesting because this 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 is a kind of like different developers are different kinds of animals and having gone through the standout wave I'm I'm probably in on the opposite boat um because i think it's like if you if you're interested in the game mechanics do it in the next couple of weeks while it's cheap. People are playing it and, you know, you get to play it. It's going to be janky, but if you're into indie janky stuff that's multiplayer, you'll know what you're getting into. Do it. And then in a couple of months, if it if it dies off or the devs decide to go and do it, a third project, you know, you won't yeah, be kicking the only, yourself. The only thing I have a little bit of an issue is, is like, you know, people saying, oh, it's like, it's like Battlefield, but it's not. Like, I mean, it's, it's not the same level of quality that, a title like Battlefield was, or I, I, I can understand that that's the direction you want to go to, but at this moment, it's not there yet. <laughs> that's like, that's yeah. like like saying that Evasion is the Borderlands of VR. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like I, I understand the analogy with Battlefield. I think the reason why I used it is more to do with the, the large scale maps mm-hmm. and the amount of players that you play with, rather of course, than of course, that is that is yeah. fully fully true. The only thing I'm saying is don't go into this game expecting it to be like battlefield because it's not right 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 so no okay. no bad company yet no bad company yet. Uh-huh. um so that's coming out today uh and also we've got an oculus go title that's coming out next week wow don't know if you guys Wait, are you aware it. of this one tell yeah. me more the one with the greatest <laughs> name on the planet go on mike tell us what it's it is. called it's called bat batty bats <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's actually made by Rocket Games, uh, and it's a spin-off of their first game, Elevator oh. to the Moon, uh, which was a fun kind of oh, room escape light puzzle game. Uh, it kind of reminded me of the point-and-click adventures of old, that game. So it's kind yeah, of fun. Trailer. Um, oh but fans, God, tra- yeah, the trailer's got Jesus. Mark Barnes in it. He was actually on this show once. Uh, he was a fun guy. Um but apparently fans of the original game of Elevator to the Moon were kept on asking Rocket to make a standalone version of one of the arcade machines that you can actually unlock in Elevator to the Moon as like an unlockable. And it was a bat game where you hit bats with bats. Yeah. Um, so they made this spin-off version, which is standalone, where the child version of President Rockmeyer from Elevator oh. to the Moon is playing games on his Heftytronics console <laughs> late at night. And in Batty... In bats, batty bats, you have to hit bats with bats. Wait, wait can you say that <laughs> 10 times really fast after each other? In batty bats, you have to hit bats with bats. <laughs> <laughs> so it's described as a as a wacky arcade-style pinball breakup bat-bashing mashup. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of got, like, pinball elements to it. You you smash the bats into, like, pinball, right. uh, like, bouncing. I don't know what they call them. 
bouncer things. Uh, and you can hit elements in the scene, like breakout, that cause like multipliers and bonus and stuff like that. Uh, so it's just kind of like a, a cheap, fun game that's yeah, coming out yeah. on this go. I'm glad Go is getting some attention anyway. I mean, that's uh, yeah, it's been ages good. since you had like a like a, a game coming out that seems actually like it might be fun. Uh, but this is coming out on Thursday, the 25th of October, on Oculus Go and Gear VR. It's, it's really cheap. It's 2.99 in US dollars, so about two pounds. Uh, really cheap. Don't know if it's any fun or not yet. I haven't played it yet, but uh, I thought it's wow. worth mentioning as we don't get to mention Oculus Go games coming out that often. So there you have it. Huh. But yeah, you guys played uh, Elevator yep. to the Moon, right? Yeah, I like oh, this. Yeah. Yeah. Nice tiny package, good quality. Talk about the yeah. Oculus Go. I think that Felix and Paul Studios remastered the Jurassic World uh, 360 they made for it to mm-hmm. go, so you can watch it in oh. higher quality now. And it's oh, free. That's, that's so worth knowing. Free. Also, something on the go that's worth checking out as well that's also free and that I'm looking forward to checking out is the Lone Echo 2 trailer. Um, it was actually released while we were all at OC5, so we all missed it uh, in the hype of like the quest and everything else. But there is actually a 360 Lone Echo 2 trailer that you can only watch yeah. on, on oh, the go. Cool. Huh. Uh, so you have to watch that in Oculus Video then, I would say? Uh, you download it through the store as a free app. Is it available oh, okay. in Europe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. It's on YouTube it can... too, so if you want to watch it with a cardboard or a Rift, oh. or, you can also do that. Cool. Uh, that's kind of a, the, what I was going to ask because it kind of felt strange that they were releasing a trailer mm. that was only available to watch on the go, but no, the game no. was only available it's for like the Rift. Too, yeah. oh, okay. Thanks for the clarification. Um, right. So that is our quick news this week. Let's move into our main topics. And, and first off, let's talk about Accounting Plus. <laughs> hey. now, this is like the craziest game in VR. It's uh, developed by Crows, Crows, Crows. You're, you're picking <laughs> best, out the names best there. Game Best game studio name ever. Um, And uh, in collaboration with Squanch Games, of course. And they're back with Accounting, but Accounting Plus this time with even more content. Mm -hmm. So Accounting, if you're not familiar with it, it originally launched back in 2016. And it was a free title that you could check out on Steam. uh, And it featured iconic scenes as being verbally abused by a little man in a tree. (laughs) Uh, A skeleton xylophone and then going to trial for murdering some, <laughs> some fat guy with a knife. So it was a, uh, it was yes. a wacky game, uh, but it was a lot of fun, and it was a really great experience, and one of those experiences that everyone that had a VR headset around that time is likely to have tried out. Um, but since then, they've uh, tripled the size of the game, uh, mutating it into an intricate labyrinth of forbidden virtual realities, <laughs> they're saying. Uh, so they're bringing a ton more content to uh, the experience, and they're selling it now, so you have to pay for this experience now. That's uh, interesting. Every- the, the triple, is that part of their uh, their marketing? They've said triple. Tripled in size is part of their marketing. I, having played it, I would have said it's like 50% more. Okay. Yeah, maybe double, but yeah. I would not say triple. I, it's more it's of the same, I actually right? didn't know that it's from the uh, the the people who also directed the, the, the Stanley Parable. Yeah, cross, cross, cross. Because there was some news about that, like not that long ago as well, that they they finally made like an achievement available on um, on Steam for you to actually be like uh, uh, to 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 get it. Now you had to not start the game for five years, and if you did that, then you got the achievement. Yes. You got out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. What? No, but that achievement's been in there since the beginning. Oh, really? Is right. It? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess I guess people haven't achieved it. Because it hasn't ah, been five okay. years since. So maybe now that's happened, then, or what? 
That's probably uh, why. I'll have to check the news because I I haven't played it since it launched, but I played it loads. I love Stanley Parable. So and um, now that you mention it, that connection is great because yes, yeah, so some of the similar humor yeah. elements are in there. And yeah, excellent. Yeah. So, so yeah. you played through Accounting Plus then, Zim? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, front you to back. played it on PSVR. PSVR. Right. Okay. Cool. So what's the experience like? Because you're probably the only one out of us that's had hands-on experience with it. I, I'd say that um, it's consistently funny and and brilliant, like the the original one was. There's mm-hmm. one scene that's a little bit Bonnie and Clyde that I was like, this is just kind of weird and fucked up, like a David Lynch film, like I, where you're in a truck and you're shooting cops. And it's like, I won't go into the details. I'll let you experience it for yourself. But um, like that scene to me was like, this is just kind of freaky it's a bit yeah. like the courtroom scene it's like yeah. a bit freaky towards the end of the experience but there's like there's an alleyway scene that's just it's maybe the best scene out of the entire game in my opinion now just the voice acting again super on point characters awesome animations awesome definitely worth the money right it's uh, it, it's funny though like i met uh one of the people from squunch yeah. games at uh the vr awards and uh he was asking me like, "Hey, how did you like accounting?" I said, "Like, it was very strange." Oh, that's very good to hear. We 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 are very happy you say that. And then he also told me, and I'm not sure if this is. I didn't double check this, but he told me that accounting plus is also a pancake game, so you could also oh. jump in there without a headset mm. because they had so many people from the outside saying like, "Hey, why can I not play this game?" Because these games are very very popular. Um, so they, they now, you know, added a pancake, like version of it. They, they should have not done that because now people are like, oh, now I don't, don't yeah. need to buy a headset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's interesting. You got to check it out on PSVR though, Zim, cause it originally launched on PSVR in February this year, but as only, uh, just this week on the 18th of October released on, uh, Steam and Oculus Home for Rift and Vive. So. Yeah, it's one of those things that like when you hear about a content update to a game you've already played, you kind of like, I got other stuff to get on with, but PSVR Frank wouldn't shut up about some secret level he was trying to find. And I guess I was like, okay, if it's that good, I'm fucking going in again, you know? So I got to give a shout to Frank for his you mean coverage that it, of, of you that mean game. You mean secret zoo level? There's, there's some secret level. I don't know. I haven't experienced it. I didn't look up. I, I just that, know that there was some. If, if you want to know, like, like a tip, if you want to know about the secret zoo level, they have a Twitter account and it tweets weird shit every week. It's so <laughs> strange. It's so, so strange. It is actually a zoo level. You know it's a zoo level? I don't. Oh, okay. Nobody it's knows. total, like, okay. like, I don't know. This is, it's this is kind of like the Rick and Morty thing right now. Yeah. Where like people are combining all these items to make weird items. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> maybe there's some hidden Easter egg like that in this. So yeah. yeah, but the whole game has this whole flavor of Justin Roiland comedy throughout. Like Zim says, it's it's super messed up, but it is funny and very quirky. If you like Rick and Morty style humor, then you'll of course enjoy this one. Uh, if you're kind of on the fence whether you like this kind of comedy, then just go and check out Accounting for free because it's still available for free. Yeah. And then if you like it, then sink the money to go and check out the the the, the more the of the plus experience, experience. <laughs> the plus experience. <laughs> and there's uh, what's their next one, uh, Nathan? You uh, you I think oh uh, uh, demonstration. Uh, what's the next one? Saves the universe. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that's that's a weird, be- another weird one. That's going to be a PSVR exclusive, right, uh, Trover? But it's also so. also available for non 
PSVR, right? For, I think so. Correct. Yeah. That one I remember hearing right. it was going to be 2D as well. And it's funny, like, just mentioning Astrobot again, because when I was playing Astrobot, it reminded me of seeing the trailer of Trova Saves the Universe, because they do similar things with the controller, right? Mm. Um, where you have to place the controller in a certain place or it's represented in-game as if, and you're holding it in real time, you know? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Astrobot does that, yeah. Yeah, but this is the same in Trova, isn't that right, Nathy? You mean holding the controller? Like the way you hold the controller in Astrobot and it's represented on the screen. Uh, yes. It's yes. kind of the same in yeah, Trova. Can, that's yeah, kind of what I was... Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen good, the same interaction with that, but uh, yeah, it's the same trick they use. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so there we have it. You can check that out. That came out this week uh, on Steam and Oculus Home. It's ten pounds and nineteen pence, or eleven ninety nine in US dollars. Uh, I think it's again got a little bit of a launch discount on Steam. So if you're interested, you can go and check it out there. And um, just to clarify, because the question got raised in chat, Trover sure. is not out yet. No, Trover's not coming out till next year. Yeah, yeah. But another one I'm looking forward to for sure. Same. Uh, so let's talk about the Vive Focus. Six Degrees of Freedom controllers. So at the World Conference on VR Industry in Nanchang in China this week, HTC announced a couple of interesting things. Uh, the first thing is that the Vive Focus, HTC's standalone VR headset, will be getting two fully tracked Six Degrees of Freedom controllers. Now, the Vive Focus is a Six Degrees of Freedom headset, but it's limited by a Three Degrees of Freedom controller just like the Mirage Solo, which we talked about a couple of weeks back. Yep. Um, and Google have recently announced that they're launching Six Degrees of Freedom controllers for that headset as well. So it seems like a bit of a trend going on here. We're going to have three Six Degrees of Freedom headsets with Six Degrees of Freedom controllers, and that's the Oculus Quest, the HTC Vive Focus, and the Lenovo Mirage Solo with these new Google controllers. Just to but, throw in an analogy for anyone who might be lost and not, because the, fo the Focus is not that well known. It's kind of the Vive equivalent of the Go, but it was a little bit spiffier on the specs. And so this is quite interesting news with the six yeah. off controllers. Plus, um, yeah. the Vive Focus is a dev kit right now. So this is not, this is still yeah. a prototype. Uh, yeah. it's not and looks old. it and feels it uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, before we start talking about you know the controllers of this Vive Focus this this event they had in Asia it's huge mm. it's crazy huge I'm not sure if you have seen the, the tweets and the posts on Facebook but it's it's crazy like how many people came to this event like there were so many people I've never seen such a such a big event. And that's what I'm talking about. We never see what's going on in Asia. But over there, VR is crazy booming. And, and I it's almost like Trump's inauguration. Imagine. That many people in the crowd? Same as Trump's <laughs> inauguration. It wasn't impressive. They even had a, what was it? A, a, a fairy wheel? Uh, right. With like a VR logo on there, really big. They had the vice president or the president of China. Mm. Uh, coming there to talk about VR and so he's, I mean that's definitely that's the big. right person to do that to talk about VR. must have been so exciting I mean but the, the weird thing was we got some weird stats as well like we got some stats that said that 98% of people in China have tried a VR headset and I was like come on how much that is that can't be true 98% of people in China apparently have tried that. one I was like there's no way that is possible but Although no. these are some of the stats that came out. This is male, so. <laughs> wow. Who knows? Um, but yeah, just going back to those headsets, because like you, you mentioned it compares to the Go. I think it more compares to the Quest now that these 
controllers are coming out uh, because it uses a similar sort of processor, Snapdragon processor. Maybe on uh, paper, though. I mean, the thing does not look pretty. When you use a Focus, it's whether the not experience will go. be comparable. Who knows? Uh, we don't know yet because, again, yeah. you know, like you mentioned, the the Focus is is only available in China right now. You can import them, uh, but you can only natively buy them in China. Uh, but they are shipping them out to developers over here in the West. Uh, you've been able to sort of sign up as a developer for a little while now uh, through the HTC Vive mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. And now if you're a developer, you can sign up to ask for these controllers as well and start transferring your game over to the Focus with these Six Degrees of Freedom controllers. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, We've getting these headsets now that are completely standalone with six degrees of freedom tracking and the controllers to match it as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what this race looks like in the next sort of you know six months when these headsets starts coming out over here for us to actually go and buy. Uh, because the problem with the Focus right now, and I know you say it's a development kit, is that it's, it's just mm. expensive. I think it's like what five hundred to six hundred US dollars. Yeah. Um, so to, to to compete with the Quest, it really needs to sort of dial it down and and make it uh, more affordable. Um, <laughs> or, or or the opposite, because HTC seems to win out when it's just the top price leader. They're using like Sony's strategy of like it's more expensive, so it's got to be better. Yeah. You know, I still love that. That's the assumption. You know, and that's the thing. When these headsets came out, particularly the Lenovo Mirage Solo and the Vive Focus, I always thought it was strange that they went for a six degrees of freedom headset with a three degrees of freedom controller. Whereas I felt it should have been the other way around, because at least then you could have played seated VR games and had that fully tracked hand experience so you know you could have played uh uh i expect you to die or something like a room escape game and yeah. interact with all the objects around you yeah. and had a good experience but it seems like maybe that this was their long-term plan that they were going to upgrade yeah. it eventually down the line and make it a full system you know uh so who knows but that was just my uh sort of concern at the time um but yeah, the, the president of HTC, uh, Alvin uh, Graylin, showed off the Six Degrees of Freedom controllers by playing Beat Saber with the Vive Focus. However, when he was asked on Twitter about how that was done, he confirmed <laughs> that it was actually streamed from PC to the headset using V-Ridge. Um, and you can kind of tell from the footage because there is a bit of latency there between the movement of the controller and the, the representation on screen. And it was kind of the same experience that I had with the Oculus Go playing Beat Saber with the Nolo CV1 kit, streaming yeah. it over, you know, uh, Riftcat, you know, V-Ridge, same, same system. So they were kind of faking it, but he said, you know, of course, the latency between the controller movement and the representation would be would be less if the game was natively supported by the headset, which, of course, was true with the Go as well back then. Um, but it kind of got me thinking, can you imagine, like, we know that Beat Saber wasn't announced during the Oculus keynote, and can you imagine just throwing it out there, and this is just like just throwing it out there for fun, uh, that if HTC bought the exclusivity rights for a standalone headset port of Beat Saber, can you imagine that? It's, it's, I like it. I love the idea. And I'll bet you Vive is thinking about it. HTC is thinking about it. Yeah, because that would be a system seller, I think, in my mind, potentially. You know, it's one of the biggest VR games uh, of all time. So it would make sense. But I don't think that's probably what, will actually happen i don't think beat saber are interested in that if if it was only beat saber would would that be enough to convince people exactly it would need to be more titles and that's what's been my biggest thing about all these other headsets right now is that they don't seem to be investing the money into the games and the developers like oculus is right now yeah Um, i think i think Oculus still has the as the edge on that one with the Mm. with you know with the launch titles that they have on the quest and like the exclusive they have with the uh 
the Darth Vader game. No. Yeah. It, it, it would be smart like... from Beat Saber to 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 get all the platforms on there because I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of them sold as well. If I mean, if Vive comes up with something as well, uh, mm. I think they yeah. that they probably make more money if they just distribute them all the platforms. Mm. Yeah, they yeah, could do sure. a ton of exclusive. I mean, that that's something they they could go for. But honestly, I don't think they. Um... They will. I think they are still working on a way to make it work on standalone headsets. I think that's why we mm. haven't heard about Beat Saber come because it's a very fast game. It's one of mm. the fastest games you can play in VR. So, but maybe it, they it, are still trying to. If they do an exclusive, you know. then I'd be very wary for like some kind of smart developer that says, you know what, I can make a game like this, and starts bringing something out like that on oh. the on the other platforms. You mean the Transylvania Popstick Edition? Yeah, something like that. It's already exactly. happening, right, Mike? So it's happening, yeah. It's happening. It's happening, yeah. 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 And, and, and talking about Popsticks, uh, which is relevant, my Popstick is being held by customs right now. They won't let me have my Popstick, which is a shame. Oh? It's a real shame. They don't yeah. trust it. They think it's a weapon. It's too powerful. It's too powerful. <laughs> it's I mean. weapon mass destruction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, uh, someone will just make a clone. But the thing is, like, people have made clones. Like, I played Track track slash this week on the oculus go and you know it was pretty bad to be honest like i know if you've got an oculus go it's the only thing you can play that's mm. like beat saber but it, it doesn't really compare in terms of the quality of the game of course what about what about meat saber meat saber oh okay so it's worth mentioning meat saber now uh, as you said it but like um so meat saber was someone playing hot dogs horseshoes and hand grenades uh to the Beat Saber music and making a little trailer, but I don't think it's actually a thing. It's not actually a thing. No, no, no. I don't. Oh. It's not actually a mod. It's no. someone made a little uh, meme mock-up of something that could be possible, but it's not actually going to be in the the hot dogs and horseshoes and hand grenades game. I know they're working on something for Halloween, but that's not it, is it? No, 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 no. It's more of a it's more of an open world. Um, what do you call it? RPG action yeah. type thing <laughs> with, uh, with suspense horror. So for anyone who's played horses, horseshoes, hot dogs, hand grenades, um, I think it was two years ago, Halloween, that they did an update, um, which was which was abs- it, it was it was like a standalone horror game by itself. You were trapped in this maze. You had giant rollers with spikes on them trying to kill you you had to walk around yes, and, and yes. kill these and different escape. robots and hot dogs oh, and the whole no. thing was like this meat grinder oh, maze oh. entrapment game and Flame to be honest trap. when you buy a you know a gun range simulator like hot dogs or hand grenades h3 vr you don't expect the dev to go and bolt something on that's so standalone and he's he's, he's done it time and time again and he's doing it again this halloween should be releasing uh on the 29th of october he said so um anton who those of you who you know have been around a couple of years in the vr scene will know one of the better standout devs kind of similar to the gorn guy to be honest like a you know single-handedly yeah, his level of quality is it. so high like it's, it's crazy high it's like the level of detail the precision he gets on the guns, on the, all the technical, ca- you know, parts the of it. The sound, the audio, insane. Yeah, he's not definitely insane. one of the most committed VR devs. But it's not just that; he's like he's consistent. He was he was doing live casts. He was doing updates. Um, you know, the guy is like a freaking one man band. It's a powerhouse. The guy powerhouse. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's Meat Saber. A little injection of Meat Saber into the chat about the focus. <laughs> Um, but let's just carry on because there was injections of meat sabers. We got it yeah. all. 
Welcome to the show. Um, so the, the second thing they announced at this uh, event in in China was the um, the upcoming uh, SDK for the Vive Pro that utilizes the front-facing cameras for hand tracking. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before, actually, because you know the, the, the Vive Pro has these two cameras that you can use for pass-through mode for augmented reality yeah. kind of yeah. applications. Um, but they haven't really showed off much. They showed off a couple of like tech demos in the past. Which used hand tracking to like push objects away in in the world, which was kind of interesting. Uh, but they're releasing that SDK soon as well, so developers can start using it to develop applications. Uh, and I'm really intrigued to see what developers do with this because um, mm. uh, it'll be really interesting. I, I, I kind of like this kind of crossover with VR and AR crossover, and the Vive Pro has obviously got that built into it. So. It'll be really interesting to see what the first application comes out that utilizes that, especially if it's sold by Steam VR or something like that. It'd be very interesting yeah. indeed. Um, so that's that. Uh, so let's move on to uh, Steam VR motion smoothing. Uh, so this week we had an update from Valve talking about motion smoothing. And for those of you out there, it's probably like something you're not that bothered about, but it might make a difference if you're on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of GPU to run VR, um, because it's now making... Uh, sort of high fidelity VR games and experiences more accessible to people that have got lower end PCs. Uh, you're going to have a better experience, put it that way. Um, so motion smoothing is available right now. Uh, to enable it, you just need to go into the Steam VR beta in tools in Steam, right click on it and select the beta from the drop down tab, and then it'll do a little update and you'll have this feature as part of Steam VR in the future. And uh, what it does or how it works is that when SteamVR sees that an application isn't going to make the desired 90 frames per second, motion smoothing kicks in. And it, what it does is it looks at the last two delivered frames, estimates motion and animation, and extrapolates a new frame. Synthesizing, synthesizing new frames keeps the current application at full frame rate and advances motion forward and avoids jutter. So That's, I gotta say, that is... Just a secret of space warp, right? It is. It's just a copy of what Oculus did a year ago. It is, and I was going to get to that, but you jumped the gun. But that's fine. Sorry, sorry. Yes, it is. It is it's essentially what uh, asynchronous uh, time warp and asynchronous space warp does now on Rift, yeah. and that's been available for like the last couple of years, uh, where they kind of just basically, if a, if the frame rate can't meet it, they put their own frame in the middle and guess what that would be. And that kind of works, and it smooths things out a bit so you don't get judder. Because um, judder can cause motion sickness and other things, so it kind of smooths it out. But you do get some uh, repercussions for that. You get some artifacts sometimes, uh, and things don't kind of line up uh, very, very briefly. Um, however, Oculus announced uh, OC5 that they're announcing uh, asynchronous uh, Space Warp 2.0, which actually smooths that out even more so, but it uses depth to uh, to sort of read the scene a little bit more and then smooths out those things so it doesn't look so pixelated or so distorted. Mm. Um, but yeah, it seems like this feature is coming to Steam VR. But they're saying they can scale it down from not only just one frame but two to three th- frames even. Um, so you know, even if you're on the real lower end spectrum, potentially you could enjoy games. But they're saying that when you've got a scene that's high in different lighting or high in movement, maybe Beat Saber is a good example, that it might not work so well. But it's going to help those with even higher end GPUs as well, because apparently now you can push things at an even higher resolution. So ah, more, f- eyes. more frames, <laughs> more resolution. Um, so yeah, that's uh, a little bit of news. Imagine, from imagine doing Steam that on, on on the Pimax 5K plus. 
will be it'll Playing be interesting. Accounting plus, and then also having this higher resolution. That's like <laughs> plus, 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 plus. Plus, yeah. plus, plus, yeah, exactly. I'm going to don my tinfoil hat for a moment here uh, because this Please sounds, do. given we're given we're close, no, don't worry, right? it's not like not like a medical oh, concern. No. Prepare your. Uh, this is something that's a little bit a uh, little bit of a funny jump, but I okay. We had the announcement with the RTX cards, and they're doing some uh, neural network and AI driven guesswork in yep. terms of establishing a frame and saying, you know, and also you've got you've got your focus on on this area here, and we're going to fill in the rest with essentially computed guesswork. And the same thing is true when you're talking about these technologies. Um, so I'm leaping ahead 20, 10 years and and just wondering, when's the time I'm going to be on a Skype call and there's going to be some like AI interceptor who's like talking to me and I'm like, that looks like my wife. It's talking to me like my wife, but is that really my wife? Or did she actually go take a shower and just turn on this thing that's going to like fill in her space? And you know you could like you know like technically clone yourself. I don't know if, if there's if there's a future in any of that, but it certainly seems like that could become a reality. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think that will happen. Yeah. Did yeah. I tell you that Mike is actually not Mike uh, and that he's just you know just an AI? It's the first simulation <laughs> yeah. in the world yeah. that does. They podcasts. already did a video like that, by the way, Sim. I don't know if you ever seen like the the Barack Obama video where he's like oh. speaking, but it's I not seen really that him one. speaking. It's someone That's else. It's not him. Speaking. Yeah. It's, the, it's the same kind of concept. Yeah, it's great. Right. You can totally fool people with that. Yeah, absolutely. The, the way you fool people is with imperfections. So a good AI has imperfections. And like the Micah demo that they showed at Magic Leap, like she's not perfect. And that's the best way yeah. to fake, to, to, to go past that uncanny valley thing yeah. is to have minor imperfections. So she seems more yeah. lifelike, more natural. I think like her teeth aren't straight, for example. Like that's... Yeah. I think it was the same case with the uh, with the Google bot that was calling to order a pizza or trying to, you know, also sounded pretty legit. Just being yeah. like, uh, 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 you know, I'm I'm in yeah. around. Well, you know, bots usually don't do that. So we're getting the important questions in the chat, though. We're getting the very important oh, ones. Let's see. So, uh, how long till they can make porn this way? <laughs> oh, did I hear Gorn? How long till they can make porn this way? <laughs> What's it's only a matter of time. Like we we know totally. that it'll happen. We know that the porn industry pushes technology more than any other industry in the world. So you know, it will happen. It's 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 a huge deal actually. If you are an adult entertainer now, I've seen several documentaries on this already. Where several people are refusing. <laughs> I have two or three definitely uh this is documentaries mike about oh, the industry yeah. it's a big industry and, and <laughs> what i'm saying is uh they're like if say you were an adult entertainer mike right yeah. you might not want life. to give up uh your your full body impression image because you don't know if someone's going to make a scene where you're in a room with 20 black dudes and, uh, you know, anything could happen. Yeah. So, well, th but this isn't just a concern for adult entertainers. This is a concern no. for like movie uh, actors and actresses, like in normal movies. And I, I heard about this because um, it, it was on Gizmodo, I think, which is a, yeah. a, tech, a tech website. But basically um, the, the, the lady that plays Ray from Star Wars was having her face um, projected onto adult, entertainment scenes 
lady's oh. faces. So you could replicate that of she was in the scene, but they were doing it in such a way and using AI and everything else to make it look very natural. Um, I, I didn't check a, it out for science. Do you have a link to that? Or a... no, I don't, I don't. I'm really the, sorry. The same thing, Mike. I just saw on Twitter today, um, there was an explanation of why Jet Li, uh, the famous martial artist, um, stepped away from Hollywood was because they wanted him to sign up to a contract where they could basically capture all of his moves that he's been learning throughout his entire life um, and own them uh, yeah. for now, but also in the future. So say you wanted to take, you know, a new Marvel action hero and basically do Jet Leaves, you know, signature moves, they would own that. And he said, I'm not doing that. You know, yeah. go find someone else who's going to spend or, 60 years learning. Or they're just going to use it, use it as an upload. So when we jack into the Matrix, Matrix, I know Kung Fu. That was their plan. That was their plan all along. Damn you, yeah. Jet Li. I could have had all your moves. <laughs> exactly. But I want to put you guys in that seat, right? Like, so, I mean, technology moves forward. Doors, you know, open. And, um, you know, we've all been through that that time when the internet, like, everyone didn't want to put their credit cards on the internet. And now you've got kids who are like, this is exactly where I am right now. Here's my real name, age, sex, location. Come get me, uh, kidnapper. You know, I'm just wondering, like, if you were Jet Li, would you hesitate to have yourself I would, I would want a lot of money. Captured. I would want a lot of money for it, of course. <laughs> I would have said royalties. That's probably what I, I would have said. I'd do it, but royalties. Yeah. yeah. For, for me, it's like I want to. Like my bag is already given up. Like uh, if there's any like prosthetics <laughs> that are coming that way, like uh, you know, hit me up it's and uh, make me make me an AI robot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm. we'll three three D print you a new spine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A better one could happen. So if you've got any questions in the chat, now's a good time to ask away. It could be a question about anything. I, I see a question in the chat. Um, the link to that one video, uh, someone in the chat, a friend of mine wants to get it. Like, uh, just, you know, to like see if it's really real. Uh. I'll send you it later, Rowdy. All right. We got a real uh, question here from Twitch. Uh, it's, is Anna okay? Is Anna okay? Maybe Nathie can tell us. You got to check it out to find out. <laughs> Oh, nice tease. Nice tease. For free. For free. So I'll remind you of the show times uh, whilst uh, people can ask their questions. So this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. Check out the audio version if you want to listen to it on your daily commute on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. And uh, just make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, you know, go and like and subscribe and do all that jazz. Make sure you put notifications on so then you'll know when we go live next time. Um, yeah. Is that we, all you have been programmed for? Uh, because Hoots <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, are you the real Mike or are you the clone Mike? Are you the real one right now? Did you put the clone there on your... You, you will never know. You'll never know. I, I Maybe he's also given us some very valuable information that it's not only, uh, you know, the girl from Star Wars, but also the girl from Wonder Woman that you can find online like Ooh. that. So, oh. uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, yeah. It, it's, Gal Gadot. You know, for, for one reason, there are people that, you know, are like, well, you know, I don't care because it, it's not happening to me. But imagine, just imagine that people fake you with this stuff. It's just like... That's yeah. like straight up nasty in a yeah. way, and it's fucked up. Could be Nathan's well, face next. Uh, yeah, you know, like that, that's the thing. If you're really famous and, and that kind of stuff happens, it must be horrible. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, you it's face I don't mind. I don't, it's I don't already mind. happening. I'm just saying, I got Mike's face on a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's true. true. Yeah. So go on, let's let's round up this episode because I need to go and do some research. You know. The, okay. Chris okay. Chris Cox says that uh, the real uh, Mike wouldn't be wearing the coat that he's wearing right now indoors. Yeah. I live in the UK, dude. Do you know how freaking cold it is here? He's the also not always usually. cold. Honestly, like he's not drinking out of that cup with those stars. That's not what nice. he's. That's he weird. He's doing like the Mark Zuckerberg drink, like. Yeah, Mike. I <laughs> yeah. want to wish you luck on your um, arrival of your RTX card. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's coming tomorrow uh, Monday. So uh, if I'm offline next weekend, you know why? Because I blew up my computer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're going to round up this week's show. Sorry for the technical issues at the beginning. We got it resolved in the end. So I hope you yeah. enjoyed it after all. Uh, obviously, if you listen to the audio version, it would be seamless. You won't even know it happened because uh, the magic of editing. But have a great week in VR. And we'll see you as always on next week's show. So until then, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao.